John Ubaldi with Ubaldi Reports. With me is my good friend and fellow Marine veteran, Big Bad Joe Bits. How's it going, Joe? I'm great, John. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Everything now? Everything's going good. Finish, finalizing, finishing up, moving, get yep. done with work, and then do this podcast. All right. So you got your COVID shot, right? Yeah, I got both of them. Yes. All right. You're a sucker. You know that? I know. <laughs> yeah, because if you just hold, held out just a little bit longer, you might have gotten 100 bucks. Yeah, whatever it is. I was ambivalent about it. And I said, I'll just go over and get it. So why is the there such a push for incentivizing the shot? I think the big reason is because of the Delta variant. You have this new strand of the coronavirus hitting, and it's having an impact. And I think there's... But hold on, what's the impact? Because they want you to get vaccinated, but they're saying that the vaccinated people are actually carrying like a thousand times more of it in their nasal passages or their nasal ways or whatever Fauci said it was. So basically you coming in contact with the Delta variant with the vaccine, you're more contagious than not. We've heard so many different things from so many people. Now they want to say that those who are unvaccinated are mainly conservative Republican Trump supporters, but the data doesn't play that out okay yeah go, they, let's go to the data what does the data say i read somewhere and i wish i could remember it but basically it said the rural communities just from the minority communities a lot of hispanics and african-americans aren't vaccinated and mighty president has to give us very many reasons why that is what is it it could it, for his statement was race or they didn't know how and the one big ones that i liked and he didn't get pressured on it is because blacks and Hispanics don't know how to access the internet. Okay. There's also other things where he said that black people are a little hesitant because of the the Tuskegee airmen. Yes. It was this, it was the, I think it was from 1930s. I don't know how many years it went. They had this experiment where they injected a a sexually transmitted disease. I don't know if it was gonorrhea or whatever it was. Syphilis. And so there's an ambivalence with the African-American community and the healthcare providers. But also you had prior to the inauguration of Joe Biden, you had his own vice president, Kamala Harris, said she refused to take a vaccine if it came under President Trump. I don't know how politics plays in that they just the trust of the institutions just aren't there. Now, the one thing I don't know, and I got to do some digging on. Who's more impacted by the Delta variant? I don't know yet. I don't have an answer to that. But that's just it. There has not been a peer review study based on it either. Whatever study has been written and presented, it still didn't go through because they use a vaccine from India versus the vaccines that we're using now. Well, the other thing that's interesting with this whole, we're in about a year and a half into this pandemic, and we really don't know the origins of the coronavirus. We knew it comes from what we came from Wuhan, China. We know that. But after that, we don't know, did it originate from a wet market, from an animal to another animal to a human or an animal to a human? There was a plausible story last year that it was manufactured in a bio lab. Now, it wasn't a bioweapon. 
There's no evidence to suggest that. But China was doing research to show to the world that they're just as capable as the United States, if not more, regarding this stuff. There were some emails going back and forth with Dr. Fauci at the, what is it? I can't think of the organizations he worked for right offhand. But anyway, from his or the federal organization to the Wuhan lab where there were grants, we don't know. And remember last year, the media and especially like Facebook and the social media companies, they squashed any kind of uh, reporting or any kind of discussion about it originated from a Wuhan lab. Now it's a plausibility. So how did this start? But I really think that's maybe here and gone. No, but it can't be because if the SARS came out of China, other things come out of China. If we don't know how this thing started, this is a virus or a pandemic that killed almost 600,000 Americans and almost, I think, 5 million worldwide. But why the, why? why the massive push that everybody get a vaccine? Even now you have founders of restaurants and owners saying, you can't eat at my place unless you show proof that you had, you've been vaccinated, making sure that all the employees are vaccinated. Anybody that has to do deal like directly now, the president or the VA hospitals are making sure all their personnel are vaccinated. They're making sure that they want all our military members vaccinated. They want it to be part of the vaccination process like you and I did when we just were walking down the line and we get injected with this and get injected with that. So why are they so adamant now about I don't that I don't that I can't tell you. I don't know if it's a control issue. They think they know what's best for America. And I still go back to the um, President Eisenhower's farewell address when everybody can recite the military industrial complex that he was concerned about. But he had three paragraphs below. He said, you need to embrace science. But at the same time, you must be wary of science who are pushing an ideology and pushing the ever-growing grants that are afforded to these institutions and these individuals and research centers. You think there's any money changing hands here? I don't know. I've seen ads. I've seen ads on TV saying, get your vaccination. Of course, there's money to be gained here. Like uh, Pfizer made $7 billion more than what they were expecting due to the vaccine. But see, I don't know because there's been a the media who should be the watchdog against government is not doing its job. They're not. So I don't know that answer either way is look what they did to the origins of the coronavirus. Did it originally come from the Wuhan lab? Did American tax dollars through um, the, the organizations that Dr. Fauci works for did Dr. Fauci himself know about American dollars going to the Wuhan lab. We don't know. We've seen the emails to suggest that, but there's never been a push by the media. There's never been a push by Congress to fully investigate this. As soon as you, att- you ask Dr. Fauci these questions, it's just Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky asked him at a Senate uh, hearing, and he got all upset. Why isn't anybody else asking these questions? How did this start? Was there a grant? It seems like they're doing that. So in other news, did you know that our president drove an 18-wheeler? 
Yeah, there was. He said that, and then the White House uh, press off danced around it, and they said he was. He rode in an eighteen wheeler. That's riding is one thing. Driving it is a whole different matter. You got to have a special license. He drove a bus for a summer job. A bus is not the same as an eighteen wheeler. So. Yeah, and he's a few few wheels short on between a bus and an 18-wheeler, too. Yeah, but the other thing is this is a pattern. It's just like he said he he graduated at the top of his law school, and then we come to find out he wasn't at the top. He was near more at a few rungs from the bottom. So I can say I'm a doctor, John. Here's an example. You could say you, okay, you stepped on an IED and was wounded. Mm-hmm. I was in Iraq and Afghanistan. I could embellish what I did. Oh, I was involved in this and that when I wasn't. So a lot of pe- politicians like Senator Richard Bloomfield, what was it? He's a Democratic senator from Connecticut. Mm-hmm. He said that he was a Vietnam vet. For years, he said he was a Vietnam vet. Come to find out he was a Marine Reserve. Mm-hmm. He's a Vietnam era veteran. He never, oh, I misspoke. No, you didn't. Either you've been to Vietnam or you haven't. But wait, if you serve during Vietnam era, wouldn't you be considered a Vietnam vet? You're a Vietnam era veteran. Like I served in the Persian Gulf during the Persian Gulf War. I am not a Persian Gulf War veteran. I'm a Persian Gulf era veteran. But era, it's just three letters, John. What does that really matter? To a Vietnam veteran, that's very personal to them. Either you served in country or you didn't. So don't claim you're a Vietnam vet if you've never served there. Sermons that served during the Iraq and the Afghanistan war is an era veteran. Unless you put your foot on that soil, you are an era veteran. Well, can you just call yourself a veteran in general? Or yeah, is that... you could call yourself a veteran. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Well, yeah, because I, I would think if you just served, period, like if you served from this time to that time, even though it was during war or not, you're considered a veteran. You are a veteran. I think you have to serve 120 days, either an active duty or reserve, but you're a veteran. But if you didn't serve in those conflicts, don't say you're an Afghan vet. You're not, unless you served. I know, but when you're a POS, maybe just sometimes you'll just drop the era. Well, a lot of people want to embellish what they did. I served in Iraq. We got attacked. I was always inside the building because that's what my job was. Mm-hmm. We had IED go off in a vehicle that was probably 100 feet from me, was going to pick us up. I'm not saying I had a hook and a jab. I'm not going to embellish what I did. I did what I was trained to do. I did what my job specialty in the military had me do. So I'm not going to say I was did this and I did that when I didn't. Oh, I think I'm going to come up with, I actually assisted in the raid of Osama bin Laden. And everybody wants to put their own spin on to make themselves look good or but look at Joe Biden. Apparently it doesn't matter. So we can say whatever we want. John, you're a best-selling author, aren't you not? Yes, on Amazon. I wish I was a best-selling author on the New York Times, but that's a whole different scenario, but uh, eventually. But there are a lot of other stuff beyond just what we talked about the COVID. There's the what we've talked about regarding Afghanistan, massive crime surge in these American cities. 
there's With something that just came out today too. It was Kamala unveiled her border policy. Yeah, but basically it's all p- talking about the country of origin. Oh, okay. But we spent since Canada, since President Kennedy, we spent over forty-two billion dollars just in that region alone of the Northern Triangle, mm-hmm. and it goes to waste. Unless I would love someone to answer. We know there's problems down there. We know there's corruptions at all level. How do you fix it? How do you fix property rights? The real law. How do you have the, a president that's independent of the a legislature and the judiciary? How do you have an independent judiciary that's independent of the legislature and the uh, executive? How do you provide for basic economics? Unless, that's, unless we're going to rebuild the country in our own image and put our own people there, we're always going to have this. How, do you, how can these countries that are so rich in natural resources are governed like crap, mm-hmm. like Mexico. Mexico is a very rich country, natural resources. They got oil. They got a, a, two viable coastlines. They got a, a very good soil for farming and agriculture. Why are they consistently prob- got problems? Why? How are we going to fix that if they hadn't been able to fix it in hundreds of years? Our great house speaker, she told the Capitol Police... That if anybody comes into the Capitol or that maybe, I guess, the House floor, to have them arrested. Yeah, she's in the part of this is with the January 6th committee. I don't have a problem investigating what happened, what transpired. But if it's a full, thorough investigation, not politicized, like she took off Representative Jim Jordan and Representative Banks because they thought they were going to politicize this. Well, but she left on Congressman Raskin. He believed in conspiracy that 2016 election was Trump became an illegitimate president because of the Russians. Well, is he Republican or Democrat? Democrat. Okay. So then you've got Adam Schiff. He was the one that led the the, the impeachment. He said repeatedly, I've seen masses of evidence that Trump did collude with Russia, but he didn't have the same investigative tools that Robert Mueller had. Robert Mueller had grand jury approval, or he could uh, impanel a grand jury, and he found nothing, no evidence to, to even link anybody to or knowingly or unknowingly colluded with Russia. So what did Adam Schiff have? Adam Schiff also led the two impeachments based off what? So he's not going to politicize it, Adam Schiff and Congressional Raskin. And remember, during the impeachment, they only brought up evidence adhered to their narrative. They refused to allow evidence that would support some the other side. And so, that's what that's what would have happened if that's what would have happened if you had Republicans on that investigation. I would have been fine if you had Democrats and Republicans who are going to find out these questions. The other questions were, why was the Capitol Police so ill-prepared when the the Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, controls the Capitol Police? Mm -hmm. Did she tell them to stand down? Did she tell them that she maybe the plausibility is she wanted them to be overwhelmed so she could blame this on on the Trump supporters? What makes Trump's statements different than Chuck Schumer and Richard Bloomfield and Senator Whitehouse of Connecticut said, 
or Maxine Waters saying during the Eric Chauvin case, Mm -hmm. if we don't get a verdict that we like, we're going to riot in the streets. What makes their rhetoric different than what Trump said? Even Jonathan Turley had said, was Trump's right to do that? No. Was Trump's, was that a good um, time for Trump to say something that no, but was it volatile? Did he encourage us? That was also a no. So I don't know if people are familiar with Nikki Freed, but she is a head of Department of Agriculture down here in Florida. It was an elected position. And there's 22 people from Florida that got caught up in the Capitol riots. And she said she's taken away their concealed and carry. Now, is that something she can do? And is, uh, is that a violation of the Second Amendment? The only way you can have those, your, your concealed carry revoked if you've been charged and convicted of a crime. Okay. Just because you're awaiting trial, does that give them a reason to throw I don't think so. I'm no lawyer or a prosecutor, but I would think you have to be convicted first before you can have anything be revoked. You can't just be going through trial. That, that, I don't think that flies. Okay. And then, but can she, and the other question is, can a person do that if I have concealed and carry and it's, good for no until four years and can she just say or can a person just come in there like you're canceled for no apparent reason no i don't think they can do that you have to have a reason why you can't get a concealed carry permit so what do you got on your end we got that then we've got the infrastructure they were supposed to come to they came to a vote that basically said we're going to move forward with this the final vote hasn't taken place and a lot of republicans want to They still haven't seen the actual bill yet. It's conceptualized, and this is what's going to be part of it, but they haven't seen the actual bill. And a lot of Republicans aren't going to vote on it until they see the bill. But is that one of those things that you uh, have to pass it first in order to see it? There's a problem because once it passes and you voted on it, and then you can't come back and say, I didn't get to read the book. The American people aren't going to go with that. Are taxes being adjusted because of it? Like, because I know that they're going to use taxes in order to pay for the, I think it's, is it seven trillion? Well, it's one point something trillion for the infrastructure bill. Okay. The Democrats want a three point five trillion supplemental to go along with it. Otherwise, they're going to they're going to try to go it through reconciliation. But committee for responsive federal budget states that it's not three point five trillion. It's much more along $5 trillion because of the math that's used is flawed or shaky. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They want to pass something that's $5 trillion. Now, I can somewhat agree with them on certainly having more infrastructure that is, but everything else included in there. So we got our first payment for the child uh, care credit or whatnot, where we're going to get this every month for a couple months, but where did that money come from? That was already allocated. This is prior to that. They want to make that permanent. The problem is with the Democrats, they want to add more entitlement programs to the already current entitlement programs like Social Security and Medicare. Mm -hmm. Those two programs are in financial distress. So adding more entitlements will only just exacerbate the budget. Yeah. Now, Taxes haven't been altered yet because a bill hasn't been passed by both the House and the Senate, nor signed by President um, Biden. Under the reconciliation portion, the 3.5 trillion, 
the Democrats want to raise taxes on individuals and corporations and other entities. That hasn't passed yet. It has to pass both the House and the Senate and signed by the president before it becomes law. In order, when they to get all this money for infrastructure, they have to tax the crap out of what they say is the upper class, but it will eventually trickle down to the middle class. Correct. Now, the reason I'm against the infrastructure bill has nothing to do with I'm against infrastructure per se. I think we need to spend on our bridge, roads, and highways, broadband to the the cities better, especially into our rural communities. Mm -hmm. The problem is that no one's discussing is when President Obama did the infrastructure package, the reason it failed is unless you address the legal aspect, when you build a bridge, you have to get permits, you have to get environmental impact studies done, and all this, that takes years. When they built the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, it took four years to move the first rock until final completion. You couldn't get a permit in four years. Yeah. So when they say there's shovel-ready jobs, there's really not until you get through that. Unless they waive it and say, you only have six months to come up with your concerns. Other than that, within six months, we're going forward. But they mm-hmm. haven't resolved that. So all I'm saying is this money is going to be wasted and the winners are going to be the lawyers, consultants, and legal experts. It's not going to be the, the American people. Okay. <clears throat> so I think maybe last on our list is, so Boeing created a rocket and I guess they will are trying to launch it Probably what's supposed to be today is going to be tomorrow, but it's going to be NASA. You know, it's not like uh, SpaceX or Blue Origin. It's not like a subcontracted space organization. It's more or less, this is NASA's thing. They're getting Boeing to build them a rocket and off it goes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the NASA organization start to fold or go away in the Obama era? It did. It scaled back itself. The Obama administration ended the shuttle program because they said it was obsolete, but then they didn't have any rockets to get our payloads, our communications devices into space. So they had to contract with the Russians to do that. We now have private companies like SpaceX, like Jeff Bezos, what he was doing, and I think it was with Virgin Air or whoever the other one, Billionaire was. I think those two are actually different. I know SpaceX goes into space. I think actually Blue Origin and Virgin are more of like passenger, like you and I but, can. But still, it's the private sector doing something that typically was always done by the government. I think there needs to be a private-public partnership. But you're right, under President Obama, he scaled back the U.S. space program and contracted that out to the Russians to bring our stuff up to the International Space Station, but also to put our satellites in orbit. I did think about this over the weekend. So the past uh, two weekends, uh, I've been going to Disney, and I've seen a clear difference between maybe capitalism infrastructure and government infrastructure. And any way that goes on I-4 up to Disney, we'll definitely see government and state infrastructure because there's always something being worked on. They're always expanding a road or there's always a constant construction, which in a sense slows down traffic rather than excel it. And then as you start to make your descent into the Magic Kingdom, 
or in a Disney area, like their infrastructure, their roads, their everything is clean. Everything is paved perfectly. And it should intrigue people that capitalism, in a sense, can have a better infrastructure plan than, say, the government, because that it took five years to build a Golden Gate Bridge, but now it takes four years just to get a permit to build said bridge. If we have more of a capitalistic mentality, I think we're able to get not only things done faster, but we can also get them more efficient. Exactly. It's just like during the Eisenhower years when he built the interstate highway system, they did a private-public partnership. The public-private, the private, the public or government, they take years to get things done. My brother does works for a superintendent for a construction company, and they do a lot of capital improvements through government infrastructure. He hates working with the government because they're always nickel and dime in it. They always think they do. They make their changes. It's just a bureaucratic mess. Look at the, when they're spending money on this current infrastructure, if it passes, on high-speed rail. Look what's going on in California. They've spent billions on a high-speed rail and barely got a mile or something done. And they're way over budget. They're always cost overruns. They built the Bay Bridge. Was it done through the government? And it was originally supposed to cost $1.6 billion. It ended up being $6.5 billion because government got involved. Yeah. So everybody out there, just know capitalism. Yay. Government it can have a role, but it can't be the sole divide, the driver. Well, I they mean, just act too slow and they just too bureaucratic and they're just it doesn't work. Did you ever hear the brothel story when it came to the government? Yeah, I think so. So there. OK, so just briefly was that I guess a guy that owned a brothel in Las Vegas or somewhere in Nevada, and he didn't pay his taxes. The government saw this as an opportunity not only to seize, but also get the money back by maintaining said brothel. And turned out that brothel didn't end up closing within about, I would be, this is still a story between three to six months, which just goes to show that even the government is not even competent enough to run a brothel. The government's not competent to run a lemonade stand because they'll (laughs) overregulate it out of business. Yeah. They'll put too many hurdles in. That's why when, what Joe Biden is trying to do, he's trying to add more regulations and add more regulations, put a crimped on business. Joe Biden says to a, a restaurant owner, you just need to pay these people more you'll get the employees. So Joe Biden, who's never owned anything, never run a business, who's been in the the public sector his whole life, he's going to lecture someone about business? That makes no sense. Joe knows. All right, John. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell them how they can get a hold of us. They can get a hold of us by going to ubaldireports at gmail.com. That's ubaldireports at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I type it in Ubaldi Reports. If you go to Facebook, you can just type, go to Ubaldi Reports group and you can check. All right. And then, uh, so with all that, everybody have a great day and we will talk to you shortly. All right. Keep listening to Ubaldi Reports.